Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome to Sports Night, September 14th, Thursday night. Got week two NFL action uh, going on right now. Vikings and Eagles, uh, Philly with a 3-0 lead, middle of the first quarter. I'm joined by my BSL NFL analyst, Sid Seraf, to go over week one and the preview week two. Sid, how are we doing? Doing great. Can't believe first Thursday, well, actually technically the second Thursday night game, but uh, the first short week game of the season. Love it. Never bet them, but, you know, they're fun watches. Yeah, yeah, especially like midway through the year, everyone's broken down trying to play a couple of days after the after the game. So early in the year, it's not so bad. But we'll uh, get into the action from last weekend. Uh, you know, it, it's Thursday night; it's been beat to death already. But who starts the more games for the uh, Jets this year? Zach Wilson or QB not on the roster? Well, if I'm going to believe Robert Sala, the head coach, I'm, it's going to be Zach Wilson, right? Because he really yeah. gave that full rah-rah speech. This is Zach's team. We're all fired up. We're super in on Zach. This is, you know, we're, he's our guy. We're, we're ride or die with him. But, you know, it's nice to say after week one, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, this, this weekend is pretty big. I mean, they're on the road in Dallas, and we saw what they just did to the Giants on Sunday night. Uh, if they go out and they get stomped, uh, he might be – singing a different tune uh, come Monday morning. But then I was thinking, like, I mean, they could make a trade or, I mean, there's – who are the guys that are out there? Like Matt Ryan, Colt McCoy, you know. I, uh, man, it's like maybe Jacoby Brissett, maybe you could change – the best probably name probably would be, like, Jameis if you could pull that trade, I, I guess. But, yeah, uh, oh, that's uh, not uh, a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's no great answer, right? So it, it's you're gonna probably roll with the guy that's already been in the system that you're familiar with. But the one thing with uh, with Wilson, you know, basically you'd be looking at the Jets, strong defense, have a running game. Hey, can you be a game manager? But they talk about Wilson being kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> that's just not in his nature, and, and you know, he's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, that's that was the there. It's like <laughs> that was his problem last year. It wasn't the fact that you know, if you can be a game manager, that's fine. But he was making mistakes that were costing him the game a right. lot, of, you know, more than once, and that's too much in the NFL. And it's just if he can just not turn the ball over consistently and not, not make horrible mental mistakes, they should be fine because, like you said, they've got so much talent around him. So kind of lost in the, uh, you know, in the story about Rodgers being uh, done for the year is that the Jets did win <laughs> uh, Monday night. So do you like their chances to make the playoffs, uh, even though, you know, with Rodgers being done? Uh, I want to say yes. I want to be positive. I, I got to be real. I, I don't right now. I mean, it's just because if you're going to go with Zach Wilson, I'm just I have to go based on his past performance and i just don't see it I and mean, he's gonna make mistakes that's what he does yeah I, i'm with you as well i mean watching the bills and jets i came away thinking that jets do have more talent uh, overall in the roster but if i'm going forward the next uh 16 weeks and even without even with the jets having the head to head i'm gonna uh bet on josh allen as opposed to uh, <laughs> uh zach wilson there but, uh, yeah. uh 
So interesting uh, opening game with Miami winning in L.A. versus Chargers. Back and forth game. Two and Herbert lighting it up. Uh, sticking with Tua. You know, we talked about him some last week. For me, it was another example of how good he and the Dolphins can look offensively in optimal conditions. So does the Rodgers injuries and Buffalo performance performance have you believing further in Miami? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they looked amazing. That offense was 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 elite. And if you want to make the argument that they're the best in the league, I'll listen. I'll listen to that. Sure. I mean, they have so much speed. I mean, their running game was okay, but when you've got Waddle out there and you've got Tyree Kill out there and two is slinging it, uh, they looked outstanding. And, and you got a mastermind like Mike McDaniel as your head coach and designing your offense. They're, they're dangerous. This is going to be a fun, fun team to watch if, and it's a big if, they can keep two upright and he plays 17 games this season. You know, I don't understand. Maybe yeah. if he has, like, you know, he turns an ankle and misses one game, fine. But I'm talking about – we know what we're talking about. We're talking about head injuries and taking a bad hit and that type of thing. They're talking about actually staying upright. I mean, it was uh, in optimal conditions in week one. Everybody's healthy. You're in L.A. The weather's great. Um, things look great. And that's what yeah. they're capable capable of. I, you know, let me see yeah. you get through through a season, and, and then be able to go to you know New, New England or uh, in New York in uh, you know conditions where it's windy and cold and wet. And then let me see what that offense looks like. But when it's going right, man, that, that is tough to beat. I, I'm just wondering how deep safeties are going to start playing on Hill. I mean, yeah. how, how do you get? that wide open in the NFL continuously just getting getting behind the defense. It's just I mean they had nine plays of at least 21 yards. That, that's not gonna happen every week. That's you know that's ridiculous. It was like when Tua had that ridiculous game last year when they were playing the Ravens and then they came back and then they were just he was like, <laughs> like we had no chance in those last that, that last quarter there. Yeah I mean they were taking out the anointing oh. anointing oil and I'm going that's horrible coverage. I mean, if you can't yep. make those throws, then you shouldn't be in this league. It's like it was watching like the Oregon Ducks or something like that. It was just it was preposterous what they did. And, uh, just one thing, uh, make a brief statement. Somehow I just knew the Chargers were not going to win that game. <laughs> I just knew it. And I don't want to go on my, you know, anti-Chargers rant here, but it just was they're not going to win. I know it. And sure enough, they didn't. Yeah, they, they played just well enough to lose. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll jump uh, uh, to the NFC a little bit here. You got Dallas. Uh, well, I guess this isn't just an NFC question. Obviously, Dallas was destroyed by the destroyed the Giants in the Meadowlands and the 49ers. They smacked around the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So, which of those performances were you more impressed by? Definitely the Niners. Uh, I mean, not taking anything away from Dallas, they did an outstanding job. I mean, especially in all three phases, they look great. But I mean, just. Uh, Maybe it was because I was being a little bit prisoner of the moment because they, when that game started, you were just kind of like, oh, okay, they got the lead. Whoa, they scored again. Oh, they got the ball again. It just seemed like they had the ball constantly and they were always on Pittsburgh's side of the field. And by the way, could you tell that Brock Purdy had elbow surgery during the offseason? Uh, he looked pretty comfortable, and I'm with you on that. I mean, uh, kudos to the Cowboys, you know, just – murdering a division rival like that, but uh, the 49ers coming across the country and just controlling a Pittsburgh team that I 
think has a chance to be pretty good was uh, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. I mean, when Mike Tomlin, you know, always with the great quote, he just said, we got kicked in the teeth today in a lot of ways. <laughs> And you, I mean, got, you got beat up. I mean, I mean, yeah, they got beat up. I mean, Christian McCaffrey looked great. Ayuk caught two touchdown passes, and Debo really wasn't much of a factor. I know because he's on my fantasy team, but it was. But if you can have, and he's not really he contributed some. I'm not saying he didn't, but it just was. He wasn't like the big part of the game that you're used to seeing Debo play. Nick Bosa didn't really do a whole lot either, and they still sacked Pickett five times, and they had two interceptions. So like they just. All around, that was really, really impressive and uh, cool to see because they're going to be scary going forward. So uh, week one overreaction or uh, correct opinion here? The AFC is deeper, but maybe the NFC has the three best teams. What do you think? Overreaction or? No, not overreaction. I think the three best teams are definitely the Rams, Lions, and Buccaneers. I mean, that's clear. <laughs> definitely, definitely, not absolutely. Enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I was looking over it and yeah, 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. I mean, would you pick them over? I mean, then you've got the Chiefs, Bills, and then, you know, the Bengals, as bad as they looked last week. But, you know, they were in a Super Bowl, then the AFC title game, and they still have a lot of their talent. I, I came out of week one just thinking AFC has a lot of good teams that all have flaws. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to – I mean, yeah. if you want to make the argument that you could throw the Dolphins in, those, in that top three, I'll listen to it right now just based off week one. But – yeah, I would say like the three clear teams are the 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think I think they are. Uh, bigger surprise for you, your Rams winning in Seattle or Tampa Bay winning at Minnesota? Yeah, not to be a homer, but the Rams winning in Seattle. I, I was, I'm such a peps, pessimist. I'm going – I could envision them not winning a game until mid-October. And, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's probably, you know – I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if you told me they were over at that point in the season. I'd been like, okay, with the amount of rookies that they have on the roster and no Cooper cup for at least four weeks. And then, you know, they left point, the Rams are talking about left points on the board in the first half and then to hold the Seattle to 12 total yards in the second half. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's, that's unbelievable. I could not believe what I was watching when I was, you know, when I had that game on, that was, that was crazy. Tampa, that was also an impressive win to, you know, go on the road, new quarterback, but they've still got like some pretty proven veterans on that team. And, you know, and they were, they weren't horrible last year. They were, what were they, eight and nine? And uh, the Rams were five and 12 and a bad five and 12. So th that was very surprising. Yeah, I'm with you. And it was less for me about, less for me being down on, um, on the Rams. I, you know, I, it, it was more, I expected more out of Seattle's uh, at home uh, uh, there than that, but and they, and they still have some guys out. Like Jamal Adams is still out, and he's practicing this week. But they lost a couple of tackles, and uh, you know, Tyler Lockett got hurt. So it was just still no matter. Even with that, I mean, I was expecting more out of them, and that was that was that was a that was a bad. Bad effort. Let's, let's give you a few extra seconds there, bask in the glory. Tell me about the uh, the uh, rookie wide receivers that uh, both got uh, loose. Uh, the, uh, uh, Pukunakua was great. Then all of a sudden, Adam Schefter threw water on that just about a uh, half an hour ago, and he did not, Nakua did not practice today because of an oblique injury. So everyone who oh. rushed out picked him up the fantasy uh, waiver wire. And as now, are they're all freaking out now? But you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe they're just being cautious. He is a rookie, but Utu Atwell did well. I mean, they it was it was great. It was it was so much fun. I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, it's nice when you have a healthy quarterback. Uh, sorry about the oblique. That's never that's never good. Uh, so you had. Uh, I guess I wasn't expecting much from Vegas this year. I probably overstated last week, saying that it felt to me kind of like they were uh, uh, basically tanking uh, and you know taking another look at the roster. That's not entirely true. There is some talent on the roster, just sure. not a whole lot of depth, uh, and I. I kind of always like Garoppolo as somebody that can, like, uh, you know, effectively manage a game. But I definitely wasn't expecting them to go into Denver and win. And that wasn't me loving the Broncos. I just didn't expect much from the Raiders. But I got to say, that's not a good sign for anybody expected a, a Sean Payton bounce. What, your takeaway there? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I didn't think Russell Wilson played b- bad. I mean – he was completing passes. He was 27 to 34. He had a couple of touchdown passes, but just 177 yards. That's not, that's not good. I mean, that means they're not throwing the ball down the field enough or, you know, really pushing it. And maybe it's week one and, and, you know, and look, it's Sean Payton and the, listen, I had to laugh when they went for the onside kick on the opening, the opening kickoff, they went for an onside kick and they, they got the ball. They just screwed it up and touched it before it went 10 yards. And, but that's Sean Payton for you. And then they traded for that uh, kicker, Will Lutz, uh, who was with Payton in New Orleans. Then he missed an extra point and then a 55-yard field goal. And that's the difference right there, man. And it's just, you know, I don't think it's time. It's like necessarily panic time in Denver, but um, because they didn't look lost like they did with uh, Hackett last year. That was that opening game they had against Seattle was that was disturbing to watch. And I, I didn't get that impression. Yeah, certainly, you know, uh, they'll look more like a professional team and you can't put too much into week one, no matter what happens. I just think if you can't beat uh, the Raiders at home, at home. Yeah. That that's not a good look, but uh, uh, you know, it's a long year. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's just an, I didn't realize how futile the Broncos have been. They've lost now seven in a row to the Raiders. Ooh, I did not know that. I mean, what the – and then the, this can't be true. They've lost 15 in a row to, to the Chiefs. I mean, I guess I believe it, but 15 <laughs> in a row? That's a lot. I mean, uh, for one team to dominate a division like that is so rare in this age, and obviously the Chiefs have been, you know, effectively, I guess, a mini dynasty for, for right now, but – and the – you know, Broncos have been trapped in purgatory for some time, but yeah. that is other domination. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm so used to the uh, uh, the AFC North where it's just week to week, everybody just beats each other up. I, I can't imagine anybody having that much uh, control over another. I mean, you uh, would think just once, you know what I mean? Like, right. If, if yeah. gets, a team gets lucky, you know what I mean? Like you – because sometimes you just turn the ball over a lot and the other team can steal one. And I'm just like 15 in a row. That's, that's a lot, man. That's crazy. Uh, the Falcons and Packers, they both had wins versus divisional foes. So who are you higher on coming out of week one? Uh, and the interesting thing, Atlanta host uh, Green Bay here in week two. Yes, how convenient. Uh, I'm going to have to say the Packers. But, I mean, I'll just t- uh, talk about the Falcons just a little bit. Um they did some nice things. I'm not saying they didn't, but uh, their passing game was like it, it was almost non-existent. I mean, Desmond Ritter had 116 yards. Drake London didn't have a catch at all. 
I mean, that that's that, that's a problem that needs to be solved. Maybe that's just an Arthur Arthur Smith thing. I mean, he loves running the football. He always did when he was the OC in Tennessee. But they're gonna have to fix that. But you know, they did some nice things. They paid a lot of money to Jesse Bates. He had a couple of picks. That's that's good stuff. But uh, but getting to the Packers, I thought it was a pretty important step. Now, granted, they were playing the Bears, and the Bears have got a lot of holes, and they're building for the future, and they're they've stockpiled draft picks. This is not their year, but. I think it was really important uh, that Jordan Love looked good, and he did, you know, because if you're not the guy at quarterback, you can not play well against bad teams, and he played well against a bad team, so that that's good. And Aaron Jones uh, looked good. I mean, even though he had somewhat of a hamstring injury, I thought the defense played pretty well. Uh, I, I like the Packers this week against the Falcons. I think that's uh, – if the Falcons are going to play that one-dimensional game – and uh, not take the uh, reins off of Desmond Ritter. This is, I think, the, this is a, uh, I don't know about a blowout, but I think this is a somewhat easy win for Green Bay this week. And listen, I had my doubts about the Packers and I, before the season started. And what I saw against in week one was, you know, really kind of allayed a lot of my concerns. Burrow and the Bengals, they looked rough in week one. Got to figure he'll uh, look better in week two. Obviously, he missed time in camp. That didn't help, but. And it was a division game, but you figure Cincinnati will look better this weekend. Of course, that'll be uh, versus our, our uh, Ravens. Uh, what did you see from the Browns, though? Uh, let's talk about that side. Well, I think the Browns had some uh, motivation. I mean, the Bengals did run their mouth a lot in the week. Uh, well, Jamar Chase did, and uh, he uh, flapped his gums before the game started, and the weather was bad. That's really good for a defensive team. But um, you know, look, this is what the Brown this is what the Browns wanted in Deshaun Watson. And he already looked in week one better than anything he did last season when he finally did play. Yep. And uh, and I don't think he played particularly well. I mean, it was a it was a weird game. It was one of those games where like you would see the score and be like, okay, they've got what this small lead, and you're like, okay, here we go. The Bengals are gonna wake up now, and the Bengals are gonna wake up now, and they just never did. And the, and the Browns just kept kept scoring, and they got this decent lead. And I, I don't necessarily – I'm not going to sit here and say, like, the Browns wowed me because they didn't. I think this game was more about the Bengals just being god-awful. I mean, Joe Burrow, what did he have, 82 yards passing? I mean, that's, that's nuts. I mean, just like yeah. days after he got paid, and it's just uh, – it, it, was, it was a weird game, and I, I just kind of want to – if I was them, if I was the Bengals, I mean, I would burn that game tape. And if I'm the Browns, I couldn't have started any better for you. I mean, especially in that division um, and really trying to usher in a new era of Watson and the talent that they have on that roster, this couldn't have gone better. And Jim Schwartz, uh, new defensive coordinator, really made an impression because they, they look sharp. It can be really hard to evaluate uh, what you see in week one nail uh you know i just it teams just don't they don't hit in camp they're resting the starters you got the uh one uh last preseason game i think what i was familiar with for years where you know you'd have your starters play game one the preseason a couple of uh series and then you'd ramp up to by game three they're basically playing the first quarter and get them out and then you know you're not really playing the the, the fourth game but you know a lot of teams the starters are just not playing together at all and then it's this 
week one feels like an extension of, of the preseason. It's just kind of working out the, uh, the kinks there. Which is great, I think. You know, what's yeah. funny, though, is that I don't think anyone will ever be satisfied because for <laughs> right. years we heard when, um, you know, because it would happen every year. Some starter would get some big injury during a preseason game, and then everybody would scream, why would you ever play your starters in the preseason? This is ridiculous. Right. You should never do that, uh, blah, blah, blah. Now you they don't do that anymore. Most teams don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now you're going, oh, I can't believe, why don't you play your starters in the preseason? They look terrible in week one. I'm like, yeah, of course they're going to look terrible. They didn't do anything. They didn't see any game action. I mean, yeah. you can practice all you want, and you can do these joint practices, and you can do whatever you want, but nothing replicates game action. Yeah, and nothing Nothing replicates game uh, action, and you're exactly right. I don't think there is a, a great answer, and if you are going to pick one, I'll pick – I'll pick getting injured or not looking great when the games matter, as opposed to losing players in the uh, yeah. on the uh, when games don't. But um, definitely a lot of ugly football in week one. I think we'll see. Uh, it, you know, start to improve in week two. So let's get to that week two games of note. Obviously, you got uh, again Vikings Eagles playing uh, now. Uh, we talked about uh, Minnesota losing to Tampa Bay and. Philly looked a little slow out of the gates versus uh, New England. Maybe New England's defense is uh, pretty good, but um, a lot of talk after that game with the new coordinators for Philly and you know a bit of a change for the Eagles overall. So let's start there. Just, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you can pick a winner. Or just any thoughts on the game tonight there? It's just it's um, – and this is going to be a running theme as we go over some of these games. It's so important that you need in the NFL that you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. And the Vikings had Tampa in their own house. Tampa's breaking in a new uh, coordinator or coordinator. What am I talking about? Quarterback. And uh, they couldn't put him away. They let him hang around, let him hang around. And then they eventually gacked the game. And then Tampa stole one. Now they're 0-1-1 short week going on the road against Philadelphia, who was in the Super Bowl last year. This is that puts you in a tough spot when you didn't have to be. And yep. the Eagles have some breathing room here. They are breaking in some new people, some new uh, personnel on the coaching staff. But they ha guess what? They won last week or on Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. so if they, drop, if they yep. drop this game, is it a tragedy? No. So that's and I love I love that point, Sid. It, it really is well said about taking care of business when you, you know when you are expected to or when you should i mean if minnesota loses tonight you're you're owing two really quickly you've lost two conference games right away and the year gets gets it's along really quick i mean it's just uh yeah that's a problem so uh we won't save us for long we got ravens at cincinnati uh ravens of course they've lost jk dobbins uh, for the season marcus williams is out for some time in the depleting uh, secondary that much more, and they're looked to be about uh, two of their linemen, Ronnie Stanley, left tackle, and Tyra Linderbaum, uh, center. I would expect Cincinnati you know, to win this game at home. Would figure the Ravens will have a chance. It's just, uh, you know, a typical division slugfest, but, you know, your thoughts there? <laughs> well, you know, let's start with J.K. Dobbins for a little bit, um, for a second here. I remember I was watching, I was flipping back and forth because I got the uh, YouTube Red Zone channel. So I was playing around with it and, you know, having fun and everything like that. And then I was texting somebody 
And then I look up and I see J.K. Dobbins being helped off the field. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And I went, and then all of a sudden they, I waited a little bit. Then they're like, torn Achilles. Like, right, they didn't even wait until the next day. They were just like, torn Achilles, he's done. And I'm going, oh. You're like, man, that pod with uh, Chris is going to be fun next week. He's going to be in a good mood. That would be fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, and then, but besides that, but I saw some troubling things out of Lamar Jackson. I didn't like his ball security issues. That bothered me. Uh, I think, but you know, listen, he's a good enough player. I think he can, you know, yeah. The offense, the offense was just, it just rough. I mean, but again, this is going back to what we said. You know, you know, you're not having a lot of preseason action, and you know, week one it can possibly be a de facto uh, preseason game. But listen, again, I'm going to hit it again. They beat the Texans last week. That's important. That's yeah. very important. They are now one and zero. If they lose this game, okay, you're one and one. I mean, you obviously don't want to lose, but you know, you're one and one. Meanwhile, the Bengals, now granted, they did start 0-2 last year and they still made the AFC title game, but it wasn't the fact that they lost. They they lost and they looked like trash. They looked like a dumpster fire in that first game. So they are going to be very hungry. Joe Burrow, I'm sure, is going to be very hungry. And you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, 82 yards in a game. I just thought, like, if you're an NFL quarterback, that automatically makes you good for at least 150 yards. Like, you know, it was like back in the day, like filling out your name correctly on the SAT automatically <laughs> got you like 500 points. I just thought, like, you know, that would be the same thing for a pro quarterback. But, you know, the pressure's on them, really. So I think the Ravens can play pretty freely in this game. They've got some guys out. Go after, challenge them. Take yeah, some- I, I, I kind of like how that part is built the I minutes. Mean, if you're anticipating a, a Cincinnati win and you you can kind of just walk in and it can kind of be a fairly loose. You just want to see, for me, I just want to see improvement from the offense. And maybe they were vanilla last week with the new coordinator against Houston, not wanting to put everything on, on tape for Cincinnati. Maybe it was partly getting, you know, people actually used to playing together. Uh, but, um, you know, the thing with Dobbins, they can get past uh, – that, but what it does, it just lowers the upside, you know, potential upside for the offense. It took away basically their best home run, you know, uh, type of threat. Still some uh, talent there behind him, uh, you know, really each week, and not to be belabor the point, but it's it's Jackson. I mean, you're getting paid 50 plus million a year at this point. You got to be, <laughs> you got to play like you're, you're a $50 million quarterback uh, each week. That's, that's kind of the deal. Uh, so we'll see what there. Seattle at Detroit. We talked about Seattle earlier. Detroit, they got uh, the year started with their um, road win at Kansas City. Obviously, I think we still have high hopes for Kansas City, but, you know, that was uh, no Kelsey, and they were playing about Chris Jones that game, and the Chiefs wide receivers and offensive weapons overall without Kelsey looks a little bit thin, but, again, uh, Detroit got that W. They put that in the bank, and Seattle's in jeopardy of falling to 0-2. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I, they're, they're, in a, they're in a lot of trouble this week. I mean, the one thing that uh, gave Geno Smith – trouble last week was the Rams pass rush, especially in the second half. 
because not so much in the first half per se, but like in the second half, you know, later in the third into the fourth quarter, they really started getting to Gino and getting in his face. I mean, you saw that hot mic moment where you heard Gino screaming, oh, my God, when Aaron Donald was running at him. And, <laughs> yeah, right. and yeah. the one thing that the Lions do well is, is rush the passer. Their front is pretty strong. So the, the Seahawks really need to – listen, it, I don't – with the NFC, like we said, it's kind of top-heavy. Maybe they can afford to fall in 0-2. I don't know. But they need to just look better. It's, they're like Cincinnati in the sense. They have to look better. If they lose, okay, you can take it. But if they look bad again and Gino looks bad again, that's that's people are going to start panicking. And it, it's funny because I was so high on the Lions after last Thursday, and then I was thinking about it a little bit. <clears throat> and I'm going, was this the Lions winning or was this the Chiefs choking? You know? I mean, not to sound yeah. like Bayless, but I think maybe it's a little bit more on the Chiefs blew it rather than the line. Because, you know, Mahomes throws a pick six. Kadarius Tony has like two, three bad drops. You know, yeah, we, we talked about Detroit last week. I mean, it mm-hmm. wants to feel like a feel good story. That particular game really felt to me more like Kansas City giving away the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, and I'm going to harp on it again. This is a game. If the Seahawks had beaten the Rams like they should have, not a lot of pressure this week. And it's just it's it's just another one of those examples. You gotta beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Kansas know? City, we just talked about them. They uh traveled to Jacksonville. Yep. And uh I'll give them a pass. I mean, for yeah. what happened in the opener. I mean, they've they've got a track record, the defending champs. And we've actually also seen Kansas City have some bad early season losses in the last few years. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't give a lot of teams benefit of the doubt, but I will give that to them because they have two Super Bowl wins with the Mahomes Reed combo. And like you said, just a couple of like a minute or so ago, they didn't have Kelsey in the game and the offense is different without him in the game. It just is. And they didn't have Chris Jones too. That's another big deal. Yep. You know, I mean, he had 15 and a half sacks last year. I mean, you don't just replace that out of nowhere, but you know, here's one thing. Chiefs played the Jags twice in 2022. In those two games, Travis Kelsey had 20 catches for 179 yards and three touchdowns. And it looks like he's going to play this weekend. And the Chiefs have beaten the Jags seven straight times. So uh, expecting number eight here. I'm, <laughs> that's yeah, all that uh, verb, all those words basically to say is I expect the Chiefs to bounce back this week. Uh, Titans host the Chargers, uh, Tennessee. They had a physical game versus Saints. Chargers probably can catch their breath versus uh, Tannehill, I would imagine. But uh, uh, I'll take the Titans. Who who do you have there? You're taking the the Titans in this game. I, I will take the Titans to to win this. I think the Chargers bounce back in this one. I think okay. that uh, after uh, they gave up over 500 yards of offense uh, last week, they go up against Tannehill, who had three picks and no touchdowns against the Saints. So. Maybe maybe Ryan bounces back, and uh, you know what? Here's one thing I will give you: the Titans are excellent against the run, and uh, and the Chargers are good against the run. So this will be a good matchup. I want to see how that happens, and they're going to put if the Chargers are smart, they're going to put it on uh, Justin Herbert to uh, air it out a lot. And plus, the Chargers have a couple of weird injuries. Joey Bosa has a hamstring, which always gives me the willies because hamstrings are just weird. They never heal, it seems like, correctly. 
it just needs rest. Austin Eckler now has an ankle. He might not play. So I don't know, but it's just what's bothering about Tennessee is that they've lost eight straight games dating back to last season. And no one's really talking about Mike Vrabel. I mean, if I was, if I was him, I'd start getting a little antsy. I mean, there no, is he on the hot seat now? What do you think? Uh, I don't think he is right now, but you know, you you lose a couple here, and that becomes more of a national story. Hey, look, have you noticed they've lost eight in a row? Then you know, seats get hot fairly quick. I, I think Rabel has kind of his. Everyone, everybody seems to love him. So yeah, no, no, I I think he's great too. But I mean, at some point, you're just going to be like. Hey, dude, we got to start winning some games here. Got to like, start winning some games. I think Tannehill's. Yeah. I think Tannehill's seat becomes pretty hot. I think that is the one. Uh, oh, yes, hundred percent. Oh, quicker there. Um, ending the week two action. Another AFC North game. Steelers hosting the Browns uh, Monday night. What do you What do you see there? Uh, I, I, I like the Steelers to bounce back. They're going to look better than they did last week. I, I really do. I mean, I don't really give them – I'm not going to bash them too hard for looking bad against the 49ers because the I think San Francisco is going to make – they're going to make a lot of teams look bad this year. They're just – they're that explosive on offense. They're vicious on defense. And, you know, listen, I thought they played better in the second half. I mean, you know, obviously they didn't play well per se, but – you know, they, and I guess, you know, San Francisco went to a little bit more ball control offense and then they had that big touchdown But uh, with uh, McCaffrey. But uh, listen, I I, yeah, I just expect that – and I can't really necessarily point to any one reason why because the Browns did just come, down, come out and shut down the Bengals pretty well at home and the Steelers look bad, but I think it's going to be opposite. It's a tough division. No team is going to be down for too long. Uh, you can point to – Tomlin and just history. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would be really surprised if Pittsburgh lost that game, and I guess I would be more impressed with uh, Cleveland if they if they find a way to win that than I would be necessarily uh, completely down on Pittsburgh. But uh, I'm expecting Steelers win there. So, all right, let's wrap up with this. Let's do Monday morning's headline today. Again, this is Thursday night. We're uh, just uh, it's. Second quarter, Vikings leading the Eagles. That's the only NFL action to date. Give me what will be the headline of all the talking heads Monday morning. Cap it off. <laughs> Let me explain what. The Jets are playing the Cowboys on the road <laughs> in that late window game. 125 start on the West Coast. 425 for you guys. <clears throat> if Zach Wilson goes out there uh, and basically wraps wraps the offense around a tree, uh, Colin Kaepernick's agent, just saying, reached out to the Jets, says his guy is interested in a return to the league. And just knowing how the national media is, especially with Colin Kaepernick, if Zach Wilson looks bad and I expect the Jets to lose this game, you're going to see a lot of people start to – that clamoring start to build up. Why don't they sign Kaepernick? Why don't they sign Kaepernick? Why don't they sign Kaepernick? I can already see the segment, Stephen A. doing it, Skip Bayless doing it, all the shows – are going to start doing that, I would not be surprised. It's, but if they look bad. Now, by some miracle, if the Jets win this game, no. But this is I don't think they're going to win this game, and I have a feeling they're going to lose by a couple of touchdowns. And just based on what the Cowboys did to the Giants, I think they're going to 
I think Wilson's going to spend some time on his back, and he's going to get picked off a couple of times. So I would not be surprised to see that happen on Monday. Yeah, said in week one, Zach had the uh, longest um, uh, you know time to snap to to throw uh, of any quarterback in the league, and it was like significantly higher. Doesn't seem to bode well against the uh, Dallas pass rush uh, there. Uh, it could be a long day there, and it will be certainly interesting if Kaepernick is a story next uh, <laughs> next week. Yeah. As you say, and I can actually picture that as well. Sid, great as always. Thanks for uh, joining us. Great article as well from Sid. Check it out on the site, BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com. You can find Sid on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it today. <laughs> get real sits uh, uh, there and uh, thanks for listening we'll be back next week highlighting previewing week three uh, take care